All right, welcome back, Heat Check, Volume B, episode, volume B. <laughs> episode volume two. B. <laughs> this is the first time I've had a title of an episode before the actual episode, yeah, which it's is volume hilarious. B. So, um, but we're back again. Your host Brandon Hargrave. I got Greg Warmuth with me. I hope I'm saying that right. Uh, no, you it's Warmuth. Warmuth. Yeah. You, right. You'll get it. You'll get it. I, I, I pronounced it phonetically, so I'm sorry. Yeah, no. But you probably spelled it wrong. Anyway. Um, we are going to start today a little differently. We had a great opportunity last night to go see the Heat and Blazers up shout close in person. Shout out, Brandon. You can't shout me out while I'm sitting next to you. Yes, sir. <laughs> um, so, yeah, how was that experience for you? Um, I mean, I haven't sat that close to a game um, before. You know, like our seats... I mean, you were there, obviously, but like sitting that we were, I mean, we were courtside, second row. Um, we got to hear all of Udonis Haslam, um, all of it. Uh, got to see all the Heat players up close and personal. They all dapped up Common, who was sitting right in front of us. So, uh, yeah, no, it was good. It was good. Players are a lot, um, I don't know, it, there are sometimes on, on TV when you're watching, it's like, you know, you get the kind of the headline or like the the reputation of the nba is that during the regular season you know players aren't playing that hard um and sometimes on tv or from far away like you can kind of get that in your head but like seeing them up close and personal um i mean yeah they're different for sure they're different Derek jones jr is a skinny dude who yeah. can get up i'll tell you that much and and to your point um he came out of the game and just like sweating I'm telling you I'm the same weight as him like he looks like <laughs> a he's frail but he can bounce no he he could jump out of the gym they have yeah. a whole <laughs> airplane runway setup that they do before games which is really cool yeah um and you can see on TV like he's bouncy like that's without a doubt like that's not that's never been a, in question yeah no it's just surprising how small like how I don't know I gotta say small cause obviously not small but like hey he's it, how thin he is yeah, he's th- his his legs are st- tiny. Yeah, he, and he can just he caught that oop. He caught that and oop. It was just, and like, just get out the way. It's yeah. Um, yeah. So if we have any NBA fans or NBA players that are listening, just go ahead and issue a warning that if you see him, do not jump. Do not jump. His bounce get is different. It's yeah. <laughs> you're not getting there. It's too bad that Tyler Hero and Jimmy Butler didn't play, but yeah. um. I, I thought they competed well enough. I mean, Portland's yeah. not – I mean, they are not. They don't have a great record, obviously, and we've talked about that before, but they played well enough to almost beat them, you know, in Portland. That's a tough that's yeah. a tough road game. Um, and not having two of your best three players? Mm, I don't know where Hero – I would put Hero quite yet. I think their best three, Jimmy, yeah, Jimmy and Bam. Bam. Probably, yeah. Okay. Hero. I mean, Duncan Robinson went off last night. Early, he was hot to start. Yeah, um, he uh, he airballed his first shot, then just was like, "All right, yeah, my bad," and yeah. hit four straight. So, uh, I mean, we'll see where Iggy gets in the mix in terms of like their best players. I thought he looked like he hadn't played in a game for a while. Yeah, which made you know makes sense. Yeah. But um, to be fair, like for people that aren't necessarily basketball fans, he didn't look out of shape. No, no, he just looked out of the flow of the game. He just did. He's not NBA. He's not in. Yeah, I mean, game shape and yeah. and sh- in shape are two different things. And I think Absolutely. he just. I think he's gonna take like maybe a month. I'd say to him to get fully back. It it'll pr- might be even less than that. But yeah. Um, and I think Spolster. I mean, that was his first game with the Heat. Yeah. I think that was um, the first game he played. Yeah, first game they rolled out. Um, and he played relatively limited minutes. I don't know how the final tally was, yeah. but um. Yeah, I mean, he looked he looked like himself, um, not quite to the extent that Miami fans will see, but um, I mean, he looked good enough. Jay Crowder um, is gonna make a difference for that team, and that yeah. was an underrated transaction, I think, in my opinion. Yeah. I think getting Jay um, from Memphis in that trade was underrated in terms of the importance for competitive balance in the East. Yeah, I thought he looked great last night. Yeah. Um, he kind of did everything for them. Um, defensively, he was good. Yep. Um, he guarded Lillard for a little bit. He had a, one of the weirdest steals I've ever seen where Hassan Whiteside pump fakes and he jumps 
and doesn't land on him. He like jumps around Hassan and then snatches the ball from Hassan Whiteside as he's coming down to the ground. Yeah, that was weird. Um, you know, he hit several threes for them. He just kind of he really had a good all around game. And I agree that that was probably a very underrated part of that trade. I thought um, so. And that's gonna really help them down the stretch for sure. Um, especially if he can shoot anywhere close to what he did last night. Well, Miami stretches the floor too, so yeah. like they he's gonna have options to shoot. Yeah. And especially when they go, I mean, even. If they go small lineup or big lineup, he's still in the mix whether he's at the three or the four. Yeah. So, I mean, he's going to be on the floor for, you know, most situations I'd imagine in clutch time uh, in the playoffs. So. Yeah. Um, I, I, I love hearing UD on the bench. Udonis has him. That was uh, that was pretty funny. Just because I think that it's he's clearly at a point in his career where he's not – Gonna see a lot of minutes, no. if any. The uh, so one of the guys for the Trailblazers, I can't remember if he works for the Heat or for the for the Trailblazers, but it's one of the um, equipment guys comes over with a with a mouth guard at the beginning of the game and like gives it to like tries to give it to him and he like gives it back to him. He's like, Nah, I'm not playing today. And he starts laughing and then Hero starts laughing and uh, and yeah, I mean he wants to play, but. Um, He's very much in a mentorship role yeah. with them. And you can point. see that um, he was talking to to Silva. Yeah. He was talking with Iggy. Um, I mean, he just, went up to the coaching staff a couple times, too. Yeah. When he, he would see something on the floor, he'd go up and talk to them. Yeah. Go up to, he'd go up and uh, talk to Jimmy, talk to the assistants. and I mean, yeah. I mean, clearly he's a well-respected guy in the locker room. Yeah. And I think they probably need that going forward. I mean, because you can't have all young guys. And yeah. Jimmy's not young, obviously, but. Um, having that veteran presence is gonna be gonna be big for them. He also um, he did like he was just very in tune with the game the whole time. He never was checked out, even when he was kind of talking with Common with Common <laughs> yeah. um, and probably us a little bit too. Uh, <laughs> he it was it was always about the game. He didn't miss a three that went in. It was he got up. He was celebrating. Um, yeah, you know he was always encouraging the guys. Um, and he just had he had some good insights, you know, talking about you know who on the team, you know, it was just good kids, where they're from. He had a, a incredible story where I guess he, when he was in France, he um, played with Gary Trent, and really? now Gary Trent Jr. is playing on the trail. Oh, Rangers. I didn't realize that. Yeah, so and that's, that's like that's something I didn't know. Um, and just kind of hearing him tell that story it was just it was really impressive. Yeah. Um, and really cool, just kind of be able to sit that close. So. Yeah, it was um, dope. special shout out to to my buddy Zach. He hooked us up with the tickets, so um, that was definitely cool for us. Especially if we're gonna be, you know, basketball savants, it's kind of where we have to sit from now on. So kinda. we'll we'll work on it. We'll, we'll work see. on that. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> um, so we kind of spoke about the trades that the Heat got. I think that definitely a great trade for them. Um, Jay Crowder. Yeah, I mean, Iggy losing good James people. Johnson isn't great. But I think in terms of what they got back, yeah, certainly, um, you take that every time if you're the Heat. I think they did put themselves in a position to be more competitive, um, which a lot of teams in the East didn't do. Yeah. So, um, I think that's important yeah, for them Miami's too. Legit. They've also struggled with some of the bottom tier teams. Um, yeah, they've played like I've just seen. They have a string of losses against teams that they probably should beat. Um, you know, so it's just it's gonna be imperative for them. I think adding a couple more veterans to that team just to help close out some of these games or just bring the intensity a little bit more throughout the games, which I think they lack sometimes because they definitely play up and play down to teams. Yeah. Um, so I think that definitely helps. But we can move on to uh, kind of more trades and uh, see who else won and who lost. Yeah. All right, Warriors fan, how is the uh... – what, give me your take on the uh, Andrew Wiggins trade. All right, well, read, read the trade. So – who went? It's D'Angelo right, Russell. So D'Angelo Russell went to the Timberwolves, and so did Jacob Evans and Amari Spellman. And I think picks or no, no picks. Warriors got a pick. No, Warriors got uh, draft considerations. Yeah. So and then in return, the Warriors got uh, Andrew Wiggins and draft considerations from the Timberwolves. So you lose D'Lo, you lose you lose Jacob Evans and Amari Spellman, and in return you get Andrew Wiggins. Um, Jacob Evans, I think, had actually a nice 
took a nice step this year. I don't think he was going to be a piece that you could have to kind of return to the championship form that the Warriors have had over the past five, six years. Mm-hmm. Um, so don't mind that. Amari Spellman, he just got here. I think he was all right. He can go. Um, I was more upset that we got D'Angelo Russell than I am that we got Andrew Wiggins. And here's why. I think the D'Angelo trade is something you had to do it because it gave you a piece moving forward. Mm -hmm. But everybody in the league knew that D'Angelo Russell wasn't staying. Um, Well, it's just because of the fit, though. It it, it doesn't fit. I personally, you know, to his credit, I think that he has matured a lot over the past two and a half, three seasons since he left the Lakers. Um, And so I grew on this idea of having him around. Um, I think that you you didn't necessarily need to pull the trigger right now. I think the same trade is available in the off season, and then you potentially can now go grab a big free agent pairing him with a first, second, or third pick in the draft. Right? Like, can you can you sneak maybe somebody um, with that by dangling that out to teams? This draft apparently only has three people, so. Three or four players. So yeah, we'll see. It's not a deep draft. Yeah, but, it's not a deep draft class now. Um. So I think it's, but we have Andrew Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins fits with the Warriors, no doubt. Um, Wait, who's a better player, Andrew Wiggins or D'Angelo Russell? I plead the fifth. <laughs> I want an answer. <laughs> okay, what you want? Um. I would have to go with D'Angelo Russell. Yeah. Because D'Angelo Russell took a Nets team, and he kind of led that team to the playoffs last year. And clearly, when you think about what happened with him in L.A., and then for him to very quickly turn that around in Brooklyn, I think that's a lot of credit to his game and kind of figuring out how to work with that team. Um, That wasn't going to work with the Warriors because he would have to come off the bench because you have Steph and Clay, and he's not going to start over either one of them. Um, I mean, but, theoretically, you could have moved Clay to the three. I mean, he's yeah, not; sure. a, he wouldn't be a big three. But yeah. with the way that they've you been can, playing and the way the NBA is trending, you don't really need that big of a lineup. You can make it work. I don't think they should or have to make it work. Um, but I think that Wiggins—it's—it's it's never been an issue with him with talent. Like he's—he's he's talented. He's athletic. He can score. He just seems to not it's have... It's translated pretty well to the win column, huh? He's just not... He doesn't seem to be very motivated. And Jimmy no. Butler didn't get it no. done. However, I think Jimmy Butler's style of motivation is not for everybody. I personally love it, but I don't know if that rubbed on Wiggins and, and Cat the right way. So, I just have an issue. If you have the talent level of Andrew Wiggins and Carl Anthony Towns you and win. you can't win games, there's something wrong. Like... Come on now. No, there absolutely is. Jimmy Butler dragged them to an eight seed. <laughs> yeah, I just the Magic were winning more games with Vucevic. Okay? <laughs> like, come on now. You have Carl Anthony Towns, who Minnesota could not win with since uh, November, I think. Since they got their first win, what, two days ago? Uh, not their first win, but they won first for the win first with time Kat not with Cat in, in the lineup two since nights November. ago. Yeah. Yeah. And they Come had on. hit 26 threes? <laughs> they had to shoot like 61% or something like that from yeah, three or so. whatever it was. Um, and you have Wiggins, who's everyone, like, no one knocks his scoring ability, but um, come on now. He's athletic enough to be able to be a, a viable defender. If the Warriors can get that out of him and then you have him as a third option, I think all you need from him is to be Harrison Barnes, and My- you're fine. And I honestly, honestly, I think that he is going to be making over $30 million the last two years of his contract. I think there's a there's a strong chance that he also gets moved. And when you're thinking... Nobody of, wants him. But, like, but, nobody wants... That's the thing is, it was just not, shocking that he went to the war... Like, the fit works positionally, right? Like, yes. he's a bigger guy than D'Angelo Russell, whatever. He's... I don't think he's a better scorer than D'Angelo Russell, but like you know, he's a not he's a scorer that's not a ball hand like a primary yeah. ball handler. That's great and everything, but I feel like the Warriors have built their success around like more of an attitude of like we're going to win, 
and we want winners in our locker room, right? Yeah. Andrew Wiggins is not a winner. But I think part of that speaks to, in Minnesota, Carl Anthony Towns is your best player who's not a winner, and then Anthony Wiggins is your second best – or sorry, Andrew Wiggins is your second best player who's not a winner. And so when that's the case, yeah, all right, well, you're not going to win. But when you go to the Warriors who have Steph Curry's a winner, Clay Thompson's is a winner, Draymond's a winner, like – it's different when you're when the players better than you and that are, are more talented than you are winners and don't have the ego that you might have with some other superstars. For sure, I think that's what that's what and I, I think. Ho- I know. I hope it's good it for them. It can I hope, work. It. I guess. I. I'm just shocked that they. I'm surprised that they did not make this a. Let's try to fit. D'Angelo Russell, Clay Thompson, and Steph in this together. Also, keep Jacob Evans and Amari Smeltman because I know they're not starters, but they're pieces, and the Warriors roster currently has 10 players on it. Um, and four of them are commanding over $22.25 million this year. Or, no, excuse me, next year. Um, Swag. Yeah, they have $140 million next year booked up in their payroll, and they have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I think that they have eight. Yeah, they've got eight players guaranteed for next year. Four of them are making under $5 million, and they are over the cap by $25 million. So, like, they don't have a lot of flexibility going forwards. So back so, to my so if you back, bring back, in Andrew Wiggins, you got to be sure this is going to work. But back to my point that he's getting over thirty million dollars, right? Those last two se- the last two years of his deal. If you have a superstar that becomes a free agent, like a Giannis or an AD, someone like that, and you think that you have a shot to get him, those teams will do the sign and trade where you take Wiggins and now his money is going to match up a max no deal. Taking Wiggins. But if you're if you're the Bucks and you're going to just lose Giannis for nothing, you wouldn't just do the sign and trade to just have another piece. That the that same thing, the Nets, the Nets had no reason to do I a guess. sign and trade when you when Durant is already coming to you. Right? I just uh, I'm I'm just out on the Andrew Wiggins train until until don't get me Until wrong, like, proven otherwise. I just don't. Get- I've had time to sit with this. I was very frustrated when this happened. Uh, I had several people text me and say, "Yo, Andrew Wiggins, what do you think about Andrew Wiggins?" I was like, "They can keep him." Yeah, <laughs> but if there is one team that can make it work, it is the Warriors. And I stand by that. All right, they got championship pedigree. <laughs> you know, like I don't think he would work in Boston. Uh, no. I'm just kidding. No. No, I just wanted to try to hurt your feelings. But this is a good time to talk about some of these, these media outlets. Actually, we're going to save that for what's what what's uh some of the outlandish things that the media is saying for a later segment in a little bit. But um, next trade. Next trade. Um, let's see here. Oh, I mean, we can do the Hawks trade. Let's do it. Clint Capella. Go ahead. Yeah, so... There was a, what, three-team? I think it was part of that um, three-team deal. Um, yeah, you got Nene um, and Clint Capella going to the Hawks. Um, there was a whole just mess of stuff that happened. Um, it was them and then on the Going to yeah, because then Minnesota sent Covington to Houston. Yep. Um, Atlanta sent Evan Turner to Minnesota, along with draft considerations. Yeah, Minnesota got like Minnesota seven players. Yeah, and then that was kind of mixed in with the Minnesota and Denver Nuggets deals that yeah. were like Malik Beasley. Um, Hernan Gomez and Jared Vanderbilt all went to the Nuggets from Minnesota. Um, And then the Nuggets also got Shabazz Napier and Noah Vonley and Keita Beats Diop from the Timberwolves. So the Timberwolves just pretty much blew up what they knew already. And I'm surprised that Carl Anthony Towns didn't go as well, honestly. um, Carl Anthony Towns didn't go because they got D'Angelo Russell. 
Yeah, and we'll see if it works. But you're, just I, make it, you're making him happy. You went and got his guy. Yeah. I think that the Timberwolves, I think, did a great job, actually, at the at the deadline. Yeah, I, and I I think so, too. Um, you can tell, like, both um, Carlton Towns and D'Angelo Russell were happy about the deal, which is good. I mean, so you know, we're talking bad about Andrew Wiggins and Carl Anthony Towns, but, I mean, if, if chemistry doesn't work, chemistry doesn't work, and I think this was a failed experiment. Um, so we'll see what happens with D'Angelo Russell and Carl Anthony Towns. I do think that's a pairing that could get something done. Do I think they go in a championship? Nope. No. But I think that they are in a place where if they get another or, like, a third, um, maybe, you know. Um, How long did it take for Devin Booker to get there? The money – I just don't see the money working out with that because Booker – I my guess is, and then by the time his contract, which is he's currently in, which he signed two years ago, I think, or something yeah. like that. Yeah, my guess is he's going to be commanding a supermax because he'll be at, at like all NBA at that point for a couple of years. Um, they did say beginning of the season that the three of them were going to play together at some point. Yeah, we'll see. And who, now you who get... is D'Angelo Russell letting go of money? Is Carlton Towns letting go of money? Is Minnesota just made of Money trees, like I just don't see. I just don't see Minnesota you don't see, like, all three. No, D'Angelo, uh, sorry, Devin Booker for the rest of their roster, and just three, three on five, they probably have a better shot. Than three they team do deal now. with the Warriors yeah. to get Andrew Wiggins back. <laughs> just stop with that. Um, yeah, I think the the more interesting part about this is Covington and Capella. Um, yeah, well, I think the most interesting part about it is how the Rockets going forward are just. Fully buying into small ball. Yeah, they have a uh, they have a lineup that's six seven and under. Well, they have a team that's six seven. They have under. a you know, they have a team. Yeah, <laughs> so, but it's all their lineups. They got. I mean, I their, just think, their best lineup probably right now is, is all six seven or under. Like they're yeah. small. I just think that they, for they just they seem to be too focused on the analytics of the game, right? Like. I just I, I, I don't like it's I, true. see I don't like that I don't like that I, like they don't give they don't let they don't let things work out <laughs> I I understand that but I think them being too into the analytics is not a thing like and I'll bring this back up like they were one game away from sinking the Warriors like they just didn't need to miss twenty seven in a row okay. So, like, if you're that close and the ball just doesn't bounce your way, then did it actually not work or were you just unlucky? No, it didn't work. I just, <laughs> and you were I unlucky. I just disagree. I just disagree. I it, think... it didn't work and you were unlucky. <laughs> Both could be true because it hasn't worked for any other season either, right? The one time they got close, it but, okay. They hadn't gone to the conference finals. They went to the conference finals once. Yeah, I mean. Your window, you, James Harden is still going to do his thing. Uh, well, Russell Westbrook can't shoot. Okay, well, my thing is, do you think that um, a team, a different style of play with James Harden as your best player is conducive to an NBA championship? I, pers- I don't think so. I personally don't think that James Harden as your best player wins a championship. Yeah, it, I don't either, um, in, unless it's under this like style of play that they have now. I don't think James Harden traditionally is going to be able to propel you to a championship. But if you can surround him with three-point shooting and you just say, screw it, let's we're all okay. in on threes, then yeah. like And, and they have, okay. they've have they lined up shooters with them. And they've gotten – I think Covington, they've gotten so, close. So it's Harden doesn't shoot the three well, but he'll shoot enough where he'll eventually make enough. Oh, he shoots a, he shoots a three plenty well. What's the three-point percentage? <laughs> He shoots like thirty ish percent. Thirty ish percent. Um. Anyway, but last game that's not. It's not. I don't think that Harden shoots the three. Covington shoots the 36%. three. Thirty six percent. So he's below average. Um. He gets doubled every time he's on the floor. Then pass. That's not an excuse for you shooting poorly because you'd shoot while two people are standing next to you. Um. I think Harden shoots okay from three. Russell Westbrook doesn't shoot well from three. No. P.J. Tucker doesn't shoot well from three unless he's in the corner. That's his spot. That's <laughs> I understand his spot. that's his spot, yeah. but, like, you get to stand <laughs> there the whole time. Let him eat. <laughs> let him eat. Um, and so, 
now you have no rim protection. You have James Harden and Westbrook, who, for lack of a better term, haven't dedicated themselves to the defensive end. You have Covington who can guard. You have P.J. Tucker who can guard, but P.J. Tucker is going to be guarding bigger bodies. And so if you have any team, like the Lakers, for example, is a terrible should be a terrible matchup for the Rockets. They're a because, bad matchup for anybody. No, I don't think they're a bad matchup for the Clippers. Yeah, I mean, that's the one that's going to be scary. <laughs> okay, so, like, for example, the Rockets run into Joker. P.J. Tucker is not guarding Jokovic. Yeah. Or Joker, Jokic. Yeah, uh, no. That's no, that's not. Tr- that's trouble. Th- yeah. Would you could put trouble. Robert Covington on him? No, yeah, but... Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I think that there's potential matchup issues that they have. Like... They're great with the Jazz because Rudy Gobert is not going to do anything offensively. So you can get away with that because he's really not a threat for you outside of a lob and yeah. like a putback. So yeah. it works there. But I think there's – you got the Lakers that could punish you. Well, I think, I think, I think the, the teams that you – if you're the Rockets right now after making that move, I think the teams that you do not want to see in the playoffs are the Nuggets and the Lakers. And the, the Warriors. Stop with that. <laughs> Just stop. They I don't. think because for like the Trailblazers, for example, I mean they're on the outside looking in. Let's assume they get in. They have a big man that is a big man but can't really score. Yeah. Is Porzingis gonna? I mean, Porzingis when he scores, he's on the outside. For the most part, like he yeah. is, he's not a dominant inside no. scorer. The only two dominant inside scorers in the Western Conference right now is. Is Jokic and Anthony Davis? I'd argue the Pelicans might give him a little trouble. Who's gonna guard Zion? The, the Pelicans are not getting in the playoffs. Zion is a back to the basket, big. <laughs> yeah, I don't think anybody's guarding him, but they're not getting in the playoffs. When so he snatched fine. the ball from Giannis like that, I was like, yeah, oh my goodness. Scary. Yeah, um, he's a problem. So yeah, I agree. I think I think there are a couple bad matchup problems for them, just off the rip. And then I think I think there are other teams that could give them problems, um, as well. Like, the Clippers don't have a center that's going to... Like, Zubak isn't about to give them trouble. <laughs> like, you can get away with putting B.J. Tucker on him, but I still think the Clippers give them a hard time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do think, speaking of the Clippers, um, the Marcus Morris deal... Um, don't love it. Oh, I do. I 100% love it. I don't love it. I think you part, know that you know they got him for one reason. I thought part of it was just that the Lakers didn't get him. So yes, so I'm gonna say that like my thought process is they got him for one reason. I guess that's one A. One B is so that Kawhi doesn't have to guard LeBron. Marcus Morris always always match up against LeBron and always honestly given him a, a pretty tough time. If you take Marcus Morris and put him on LeBron for series, you free up. Kawhi and Paul George to not have to do all that much on the defensive end other than help out. And you just let Marcus Morris run around and... He didn't clog up the other end? No. All right. No. I don't think so. They'll play him big. I, I just think that he may have a tendency for... The ball might stop when it hits him. No. After it stops when it hits Kawhi and then it stops when it hits PG. And I think, again, I said last time about how I thought that adding Kawhi was great, adding Kawhi and PG maybe not so great because they need to figure out that rotation. I think Marcus Morris now, whose minutes is he taking from? Is Harold going to get some minutes slashed? Are you going to go small so they play Marcus Morris and with Trez? Like, I don't know. I think they still have a lot to figure out. And to continue well, Hartless is gone. To continue to add pieces, I think it just – further muddies that transition into figuring yeah. out exactly who they are. I mean, are. he just takes Mo Harkless' spot. That's what he does. Um, yeah. I, I'm i still, like, if I were a Laker fan, that would not excite me, the fact that they got Marcus Morris. Um, I don't think Marcus Morris really honestly added much to the Lakers' lineup, um, but I do think having him as a defender on that Clippers team is going to be tough. Like, their, their defense is going to be tough. Yeah. They're... So if Anthony Davis like that, it, let's just assume Clippers and Lakers get to the Western Conference Finals. It's going to come down to Anthony Davis because LeBron's better than Kawhi. So 
but we'll call it a wash just for fun. I mean, I'll say it's a wash just because I think they're both going to do their thing. It's so for fun. We'll they're just both call it a wash. They're elite. Yeah. So yeah. I'm not. Well, I, I, yeah. I agree with you, but I will say that yeah. for all intents and purposes, that's a wash. Well, let's call it a wash for fun. Um. Actually, you know what? Let's call it LeBron yeah. <laughs> against Kawhi and Paul George. I'll give you that's a wash. I'll give you that's a wash. It's going to come down to, point being, it's going to come down to if Anthony Davis can control the paint and if he can score from the inside. Because if he can, then that's going to end up creating a lot of space for LeBron and the shooters that the Lakers kind of have. Is Anthony Davis a, a winner? Like, is Anthony Davis, for all intents and purposes, just like a good cat? <laughs> I mean, I, I would... Uh, yes, I mean he was well, in he made New what, Orleans. They made, yeah, I understand that. They made the playoffs once, twice, <sighs> twice. Yeah, something like that. The second time without Boogie when he was hurt. Yeah, and they still went. They still were tough. Yeah, and then and then Boogie left, and that well, was the swept, start. They of... They got swept before that with the Warriors. So he's. I I just think that for how good he is and the bottom of the West. You could probably you should have snuck in a couple more times. How the the West was like amazing. I agree. Who is he gonna say? Would you? It's not like he's better than Greg Popovich, which yeah, is what the Spurs come down to. They were like a two seed, so I'm not worried about them. No, I'm just saying like you can take pretty much anybody in that Western Conference over the course of when Anthony Davis was in New Orleans. And it's I'm saying, you can't I slip think, in. You, it's not like the East where you can go sub five hundred and weasel your way in. I'm there. just saying. I feel like one, he's injury prone, and two, like he should have made the playoffs more than twice. Well, we'll see. Just, just me though. Yeah, it is just you. We'll see. <laughs> Feeling a little heat from your end of the yeah, air. <laughs> I need you to calm down. Um, okay, so let's go with the most perplexing trade. Uh, Andre Drummond goes to the Cavs. Yeah, um, I you, no idea. I have no idea um, how this benefited either team um, because now Cleveland's big and um, Detroit's just is Luke Kennard their best player now? I mean, Derrick Rose is still Derek there. Rose is their best player. But then, well, I'm Blake Griffin when he's healthy, but never healthy. Never healthy. So it's uh, Luke Kennard, yeah. Go Pistons. It's a great time That's to be a, a Pistons it's fan. It's a great time to be a Pistons fan. Um, Are the Cavs? Cavs. Who you got? Sorry, Justin. Who you, um, who you got in the, in the seven game series though? Cavs or Pistons? Oh my gosh! <laughs> I'll turn the TV off. The, that trade makes no sense to me because, especially because they didn't deal Kevin Love. Yeah. You would think if they're bringing in Drummond that they would want to build around him. They're about to get 70 rebounds a game, though. That's great. They're also, <laughs> like, their guard play is, I mean, is Sexton and uh, Darius Garland, is that your it's been quiet Dante Exum? Is that is that your, that's your backcourt going forward? When you added in Dante Exum, I was uh, sold. Yeah, no, I just, I don't get they it. They have a lot of problems. I don't think adding Andre Drummond, who is a free agent, very soon. No, he's uh no, he's locked After up. After next year? Or? No, he's locked up. Let me see. Uh, I thought it's, he was, uh, I thought he was had one more year. Oh, no, he yeah, he's got a player option next year yeah. at the end of next Yeah. So, he's guaranteed this year he can opt in or opt out. How much um, money is he going to make? He can opt in for 2875. So, he's opting in. You think you're going to let 30 30 sit on the table? Do you think another team won't pay him? Thirty. Yeah, I think another, I think some somebody's gonna pay him. Who? The Magic? Maybe Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean somebody. Cavaliers, listen to me. Listen to me, good. If he opts out, you no. should too. Yeah. <laughs> do do yeah. not. I mean, honestly, if he does opt out, they only have for big money going forwards. They have Kevin Love at thirty-one point two six. Your next highest player after that is shout out Larry Nance Jr. Um, the reason I say I, I just worry about that for him is because I think that he who, is Drummond? for Drummond. Yeah, and why I would opt in. I think that 
unfortunately for him, there are very few centers that play the game like him that are still in the NBA. And yeah. when you see it, and then when you see an injury like what's happened to Boogie, I, I there think are that, also I, very few teams in the league who have lost as many games as Detroit Pistons <laughs> over his ten years. So. I think that there's just not a lot. People are not like, "Ooh, I need a center." The yeah. Rockets just traded away Let's their just only think about tall player. Drummond's stat line. Yeah, he's gonna was it seventeen and fifteen? Uh, twenty eight and twenty five a game. Sure, that's a loss. <laughs> <laughs> I I just don't get it. Um, Shooting eighty percent from the field and then losing. Yeah, game. I think that. Um, I honestly think Detroit said, "Okay, this Drummond deal is. We've done the Andre Drummond experiment, didn't work. Um, let's just get him out and move on. Um, that way, he doesn't opt in next year." And I think Cleveland is just. I I don't know what they're doing, um, but I think that they probably are just looking for a fresh start of some kind um and they are you know they they got a piece that if it does work out he can opt in and see where it's go from there but if not then you're in a sense starting over fresh um and especially if drummond opts out this is a player option they've got to move kevin love right because they can get value for kevin love yeah um We'll see what happens. Who uh, who says no? Uh, Jacob Evans and um, Amari Spellman for Drummond. Uh, I would I would hope that the Cavs would say no to that. No, I'm saying like who says the, before the trade deadline? The Warriors uh, send, or Warriors I like I think they're they're like Pistons. We'll send you. I think they're in a. Everybody's saying no, and they're they're running away as fast as they can because nobody wants any of them. All right, so who who do you who's your biggest winner? Or give me give me two winners and then uh, biggest loser. Um, I think winner. I think the Grizzlies. Okay. Um, do the tell. the work that that front office has done over the last year yeah. is unbelievable. So Cleveland, um, very warrior esque. Yeah, look to look to Memphis because, um, they got Iggy and. Um, Jay Crowder out and like they were they're good players Iggy was still living in the Bay Jay Crowder is a veteran that's like a piece that you can use for a championship I yeah. think um, the Grizzlies ended up getting Jordan Bell um, because the Houston waived him after Minnesota sent him to Houston um, so now they have Josh Bell, Brandon Clark, Jaron Jackson Jr., Josh Jackson, John Morant, Dylan Brooks, they, um, Justice Winslow, they're waving Justin Deion Waiters. Nice. Justice Winslow's nice. They waved Deion Waiters. Right? They waved Deion Waiters. They got Gorgie Zhang. Uh, I think that was a money thing, but um, yeah, I mean, I from where the Grizzlies were to where they are now, it's actually. Two seasons too. It's yeah, it's ridiculous. So um, they got younger, and I think they honestly got um, a little bit better. They got more shooters. Um, so them, Miami, I think's a winner because anytime you can add Iggy and um, Jay Crowder, and Jay Crowder, I I don't think that Jimmy Butler is the best player on a championship winning team. Um, I do. I think. Well, that's great. You think that. I, uh, um, he got one more game to miss when I go. Yeah, <laughs> that might seriously. change my mind. No, um, um, so yeah, I think that Miami is, um, I think they think that they're in a position to, to make a run, and I, I do too. I don't think they are good enough to outlast anybody in the West. Um, probably yeah. not the Bucks. I don't know about the Celtics. I don't need the, uh, I think that's a bad matchup for the Bucks. Yeah. Yeah. I think the Heat can outshoot them, and they got a couple more guys that have been there and done that. And I think the Bucks have some question marks for the playoffs. I don't trust Eric Bledsoe. I think he's unplayable <laughs> in the playoffs. Um, yeah, they got can, Marvin Williams. Who knew he was still in the league? Yeah, uh, the Bucks did apparently. I saw somebody he chose the Bucks over the Celtics. It's fine. I saw. <laughs> I saw somebody tweet that was like, "Oh, Marvin Lewis or Marvin Williamson in the league. I traded uh, for him in two K fourteen, and I was nice." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I yeah, I, I don't. Um, 
Yeah, so I, I think the Heat would give them problems. I think Giannis, can he take over games in the situation where you pack the paint and make him score and not Eurostep from half court? Yeah. Um. So winners, I'd say Memphis, Miami. Like um. The Clippers kind of. Um, I think the Clippers put them in a better spot to win. Um, Mo Harkless is going to be a pretty – it's a loss for them, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think losers are um, – I think, you know, the 76ers got a couple shooters from the Warriors. Yeah. Um, and I think they got better. But I, I, I think that – I think that Philadelphia not going to get a point guard or to get somebody else who can score on the wing. And same with the Lakers, because after LeBron, they don't have a point guard. Like, a scoring point guard, I should yeah. say. Like, somebody, because, like, Caruso, for example, is phenomenally defensively. Is phenomenal defensively. Um, but... Like, you have a very, very shallow backcourt there, as is. Um, we'll see, you know, if they can survive it. But, like, the the clips that we've gotten so far of LeBron, of the Lakers, without LeBron on the floor, is starting, it's, it's startlingly, startle, startling, it's, yeah, bad. yeah, you know what I'm saying. It's, it's not good. Anthony Davis, without LeBron on the floor, is like a negative 11.8 rating or something like that. Goes back um, to my point. And when Anthony Davis is off the floor... Um, and LeBron is, they're a plus 10 to net. It's stunning what happens to that Lakers team when LeBron's on the floor. So I do think them not going and adding a point guard, at least a backup scoring one, like somebody, honestly, like a Derrick Rose that can yeah. get a bucket. Um, you know, and that's not to say that there were any necessarily that available. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Darren Collison. They didn't not, really have anything to send to the Pistons. No, and Darren Collison not joining like don't tell me that's going to make or break the Lakers year like yeah. it's Darren Carlson like a nice player but I don't know that that's going to win you a championship but we'll see but we'll see so he, I he, I think yeah. he decided to stay retired so yeah and there's even, also even he didn't think he made them a championship <laughs> he's like nah um and there's weird I mean, there's people are all fed up um, about the Celtics not making a move. I stand by the fact that I don't think that they needed to make a move. I think mm. them overpaying for or buying out Marvin Williams would have been a joke. Um, I don't think they needed a big either. Um, and there were, um, I think there were calls for them to get um, Burton's or whatever um, from the Wizards for like two first round picks. I just, Who I don't do know. I think he is a tall shooter. But like two first, psych. Well, that and that's why they didn't do it. Like yeah, Danny Ainge is no. stupid. So I I not think that like he would have been a nice addition, but sure. he's not going to make or break a championship run for them. I think they. I honestly think that they can make a run in the East. Um, yeah. I don't think they really needed to add anybody. The so. East is probably if we generously say four team race. <laughs> But yeah, but the Raptors the have won like 14 in a row, which is nuts. In a row, um, and I'm putting them in the four. Like I would take the 76ers out right now and put the Raptors in. Uh, just, yeah. just at four, but like, I don't think the Raptors like is Pascal scare Siakam you. your go-to scorer down the stretch. Sure. Okay. But that's the thing with them. I think I don't think it's is either scorer down the stretch. It's just like you know whoever. They came when back. Has, you know, whoever worked out for any team. But I'm saying, let's well, aside from the Warriors. Who it's just were like, stupid. but for them, it's work in the regular season, like right now. Like they came over this deficit from the Pacers, where they, that's a game they should have lost. You just get hey, threes the Bucks from last year had the best record in the M- regular season record in the NBA. Yeah, that yeah, worked out great for them. No, I agree, and that's why I'm saying I don't think that anyone is scared to play them. Like I don't think anyone's like, oh, I don't want to see the Raptors. But you know, you never know. I guess I don't think they're, they're not. A, they're not. No, they're not winning a championship. No, no. Drake, Drake, back to back part two is not coming out. No, sorry, Drake. Um, I had a point that I wanted to bring up, but now your Celtics rant made me forget. Sorry. <laughs> um. All right. I think we're fine. Yeah, I think uh, 
Cavs lost. Oh, I, I think a winner is the Timberwolves, actually. I think the Timberwolves did a great job. Yeah. I think when you when you finally decide to blow it up and, and you can get that much in return, I think they had a oh, press conference yeah. with seven players, seven new guys. Yeah I, yeah, I mean, kudos to Minnesota's front office for getting that done because they were in a spot where they were not winning anytime soon, and I think that they did flip, at least give themselves a chance at a new look, right? Like, yeah. worst case scenario, this one doesn't work out either, but at least you gave yourself a shot. You gave yourself a shot to keep Cat happy long enough that you can try to make something work. Yeah, we'll see. He probably won't resign again, but he's got five years left on his well, deal. Well, so now, we'll I mean, you never know now. You know? Well, I'm saying he's got a full max deal. Oh, he yeah. He hasn't started yeah, yet. Yeah, yeah. So I think you have three years to figure it out, and players can start starting to force their way out, like with oh, two years sure. or a year left. So I think you have time now, and you've done the right beginning pieces to kind of get there. Yep. Um. Yeah, I think losers are... 76 I don't think did enough. I think the Lakers probably needed to make a move. Um Yeah, I might uh it hurts, but the Warriors might have lost. Yeah, the Warriors lost. No, they didn't. Yeah, they so might they did. have lost, but I think they lost in terms of the deal. I think they won in terms of the fit. So, I'll leave it at that. Um, last week we were recording while Oregon was in the middle of beating UConn, pounding them. So that's why we didn't speak on it now, uh, speak on it then. But we will speak on it now. They've gone on to beat Arizona State and Arizona in pretty convincing fashion too. Yes. Yeah, they're legit. Uh, Sabrina Ionescu added a twenty-fourth triple double to her resume, which is the most all-time men's or women's. Where do you see them losing uh, and not winning a championship this year? Um, I guess we'll start there. I mean, they have shown that they're not immune, right? Yeah, no, they've shown, yeah, like they, they are susceptible at points, which... Um, and it might be just because of, you know, and this ne- isn't necessarily a fair comparison because Connecticut was Connecticut for all those years, but like those Connecticut teams, it was a wrap. Whoever they were playing, everybody knew that they were winning the national championship There's until a-, a couple years ago when it kind of started changing over a little bit. Um, you know, losing to an un- unranked Arizona state team, even though it's away is not great. Um, and well, no, they lost at home to Arizona State because Arizona State then went. And oh, beat, they did. Then went and beat Oregon Are you State. Sure? I'm almost positive, but I'll double check. But continue your point. No, they, no, they played Arizona State at home, okay. and they beat them. Okay. And they earlier in the year they went to Arizona State and lost. Got you. Um, and they went to, and I think they lost to they lost to Louisville. I want to say. Yeah, they did. Um, in that, um, tournament, just one of those friendlies. Um. In the Bahamas, something like that, or somewhere like that. I can't remember where it was, but um, yeah. Not saying that you know this team has to be perfect because you don't. Um, but I do think that there hasn't been a time where they've definitively said we're winning the national championship, and. Um, and that's that. You know what I mean? Like, they, they're they certainly in position to. And personally, I'd pick them to win. Um, I can't say that I've watched enough of the other top teams um, to, you know, make a claim that they're necessarily head and shoulders above everybody else. Um, from what I've seen, they certainly have what it takes to win a national championship in dominating fashion. But um, they've also shown at times that, you know, they're not immune to lulls in their game yeah i just think that they're so they're extremely well-rounded um, yeah it's not just sabrina giving you 30 no. a night it's satu will come in and she goes off or rudy goes off or yeah and they've and they've got height they've which got is, height too. they've got height um but like and they can shoot and they can shoot and that was the thing is like in the oregon state game at home they didn't they started off incredibly slow i think oregon state was up I don't know what the margin ended up being. I want to say like eight or something like yeah. that early on. Um, and 
the impressive thing about that game, because Oregon State's a good team, obviously, but the impressive thing about that game was they didn't let those, um, I think there were some refing, there were some questionable calls that the refs made early on, throughout, actually throughout the game, but um, I think that they proved that they're resilient, which you need as a national championship contender, right? Like, yeah. if you're not to the level that, um, like those UConn teams, for example, the undefeated, like they didn't, they wasn't close. Their talent was just their head talent and shoulders. Was but this team in general is as good as any um, in the country, certainly. Yeah. Um, and the fact that they've been able to show that they're resilient in times, I think, is going to come uh, become uh, really important yeah. for their um, for their play down the stretch. So they have beat number seventeen Syracuse eighty one sixty four. They lost to number eight Louisville. Um, Arizona State was ranked after they beat Oregon Oregon State. Uh, yep. So they were unranked at the time. But they beat Arizona at Arizona, 71-64. Swept they Oregon State. Swept Oregon State, who was ranked 7 at the time. Um, they dropped, put a nice little 30-piece on Stanford, who was ranked 3 in the country. And then you go in. You, you go to it, Connecticut. To Connecticut. Pound them. And you win by 74-56, number 4 team in the country. Arizona's number 12, you just beat them again. Arizona State is now 19, just beat them again. Or you just beat them. Yeah, I mean, they're certainly trending in the... in the we're going to dominate everybody yeah. kind and of that, way. And I think it's good that they got, you know, their... Because I think every team, for the most part, is going to have their game or two that... that it's kind of like when the NCAA tournament rolls around, you've got a team that's like undefeated or one or one loss. It's yeah. it's almost you're hesitant to pick them because it's like okay, like when's the game that they're gonna trip up? I think it's good for Oregon that they got the games that you know they tripped up now because they learned from them. Yeah, and I think they've just been. I mean, if you watch the last few games, they've it's not been close. No. Like it's not been close at all. So, um, so they still play UCLA, number seven in the country. They play Stanford again, who's number eight in the country, and then you have to believe you will play one, at least State. one or two out of UCLA, Stanford, and Oregon State in the tournament. Back to yeah, and the thing is, right now the Pac-12 is the best conference in women's basketball. So it's yeah. like you're. It's not like they're. There was an article. What, what's their record? Twenty and two. Twenty-two and two. Yeah. It's not like they're twenty-two and two in a in a conference that That's, doesn't. It's not no. competitive, right? Like they've they've played the competition, the best of the best, and they've dealt with them. So, yeah. um, and then the best that's not in the conference, they wouldn't beat them too. <laughs> yeah, and um, also the, I there think was Notre a, Dame is first. Right? There was an article at the beginning of the year where they were talking about can the Pac-12 get three number one seeds? Oh, South Carolina, never mind. That's number number one. Yeah, South Carolina one, Baylor two, Oregon three. Um, yeah, I don't think they're going to be able to get three number one seeds now because you have no, three so. Oregon, you drop down to eight, or no, seven UCLA, eight Stanford, um, and then 11 Oregon State. And honestly, I think their problem is the fact that they just beat up on each other. Yeah. So, like, it's tough to – it's like the SEC in football. They so. were outlining how it could be possible, not yeah, – and it was, pro- it was pretty possible. improbable. But, um, yeah, we definitely wanted to just show them some love because I think that they should be getting – probably more media and more hype than they should. Obviously, Sabrina's a big household name. And For sure. People know who she is, but that team is, is pretty stacked. They're nasty. They're um, nasty. And you have Satu is probably going to be a top pick as well. So you got two players that are probably going to go top three, top five in yep. the draft. So, um, No, they're legit. We'll continue to show love throughout the season for those who aren't Oregon women's basketball fans. You should be. You should uh, especially be. if you're not in the Pac-12, go give them. Just go try to watch a game if you can. Um, they are. They're not quite UConn in the past, like you mentioned with Tarasi and Maya Moore and some of those teams. I think they're about as close as it comes, though. But I, they might, they, it might come down to who gets the ball last that they play. Yep. Um, yeah. So, with that, uh, we have had couple of days with some pretty alarming reports that have come out and so this is going to be a segment we'll have from time to time where we're just going to highlight some of the media that's out of their mind so i'll this week i'll start with nick wright um 
Nick Wright was furious about this Andrew Wiggins trade to the Warriors and stated that Steph Curry will never go to the finals ever again. I don't know if Nick Wright has followed basketball for a long time, but when you can shoot the ball really well, like a Ray Allen, sometimes at the end of your career, when you're not as athletic as you used to be, contenders want people that can shoot the three, and so you can become a very valuable asset, you know, and maybe hit a three to send the game into overtime <laughs> and, you know, eventually win a championship for your team. So it's very possible that Steph at the end of his career may go play somewhere else for a season or two. Maybe he goes to Charlotte, <laughs> you know, goes home for a year in their contenders and he wins Jordan the title. We never know. However, he then doubled down on that um, several uh, doubled down again on the show the next day. And then Andrew Wiggins had his debut um, and he said, for all of those that think that Andrew Wiggins had a great debut, let me remind you that they lost, and his former team just shellacked the Clippers Yeah. Um, and won the first game with the Carlini Town since November. Yeah. Um, Nick Wright, don't do that. Yeah, don't do that. Um, yeah, no. Uh, I was, yeah. It, it's what you're trying to do is you're trying to say you throw, you're trying to get us to talk about it. That's what you're trying. Yeah, to do. you you want you want some airtime on our pod. But what you're doing is you're leading fans that don't really watch basketball, or don't understand the game, into believing a narrative that is ridiculous. Andrew Wiggins will not prevent Steph Curry from winning another championship if that team turns out to be great and that works. It's just not the case. Um, to then say that Minnesota then went out and beat the Clippers, so they're now better without Andrew Wiggins. They hit 26 threes and shot 60% from three. It's also one game. I promise you they won't do that again it's also one next game. game. It's one game. What you're doing is irresponsible, and you should be shunned. And, yep, you and up. if the Warriors win a title, and especially if they win a title in the next two years... Keep that same energy. I don't, don't switch up now. Don't. I don't want to hear you think that. Oh, the Warriors are the favorites. Don't. Don't pick the Warriors. You better pick whoever coming out the East. Cause I. Yeah. Cause we're gonna we're gonna be huge by then. And so you're gonna hear you're gonna hear from me again. <laughs> Rob Parker, you too. Calling the Warriors franchise fraudulent just because they brought in Kevin Durant. Um. Yeah, it's still a dynasty because they won three titles and went to five straight. So that's how dynasties work. Um, it doesn't really matter how you get there, you got there. And so you got to deal with it. I understand the Warriors hurt a lot of people's feelings, but, you know, talk through it. You'll you'll be all right, and you'll get through it. They're bad right now, and that's how good they are. When they're the good, they're the best. And what? When and when we're bad, we're the best at being bad. All right. <laughs> I'll let you have that, I guess. Um, Rob Barker also brought up that Steph Curry is 0 for 8 in shots in the playoffs or his career – no, sorry, in the playoffs um, – when shooting a shot to take the lead with less than 20 seconds in the game. He's also played 112 playoff games, according to Rob Parker. So, Rob Parker, let me remind you that there's only been eight times that it has come down to the final shot. <laughs> and so, you're right. Steph Curry is not clutch. He just gets the job done ahead of time because if you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. <laughs> is that it? Is that it? So, Rob Parker, keep that same energy because – uh, yeah, the Warriors are gonna be fine. I want you to. I want you and Nick Wright to be leading the parade when the Warriors win in two, three years, and you heard it here first. Um, I guess my hot take of the week that I heard was um, our favorite Jason Whitlock. Jeez. Yeah. Um, he said that because the Lakers didn't get Marcus Morris, he wonders if that's what's you know. That's what's going to nudge Anthony Davis and LeBron James to leave Los Angeles. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, shut up. Jason Whitlock. Shut up. Just stop talking, man. Just stop talking. That take is about as convincing yeah. as you now with a full head of hair. Yeah. No, it's just not, it's just not good. I'm, if if Marcus Morris not going to Los Angeles is why Anthony Davis and LeBron James leave the Lakers, I, I'm never watching the NBA again. No, don't I, talk to me about Marcus Morris. 
Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna take it one step Marcus further. Morris, man. If you think Marcus Morris is the reason why Anthony Davis will leave the Lakers this year and LeBron will then become unhappy and leave the Lakers after that because of Marcus Morris, guess what? Both of them were already leaving. <laughs> yeah, both of them already leaving. If that happens, Jason. <laughs> they had already decided. <laughs> yeah, nah, yeah, that's my take. They didn't go to Polinka and were like, yo, you know, you better get Marcus Morris, otherwise I'm out of here. I'm out. Yeah. I don't, right. I don't understand the whole the, – the narrative goes from if LeBron wants a player, they come, to all of a sudden if they don't get him, he's out. Like, it – it's one of the two. Like he, he's the he wash wanted king. Anthony Davis, so he got Anthony Davis. Don't yeah. tell me that if he wanted Marcus Morris that bad that he wasn't getting Marcus from the Knicks. The Knicks. Who just fired their GM. Who's, who, who doesn't have a GM? <laughs> Come on now. It's the Knicks. They could have sent... You can fool James Dolan, I you promise can you. You send him a ham sandwich and he will give you whatever player that... You ask in return. So, Jason Whitlock, no, Marcus Morris is not the deal breaker for the Lakers and, and for Anthony Davis and LeBron James. Sorry. And and take a sabbatical. Take some time off yeah. for the rest of your career. Anyway, got anything else for us? I don't. All right. That has been episode two. We're well on our way. We're going to see you next week. This is Heat Check. Signing off. We're heating up. We'll see you on volume C. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> we'll see you on volume C. <laughs>